Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 183 today. Today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. Season 2, episode 2, Mind Your Business. So you already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. And then I will play the trailer for next week and then a sleeper in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. Shout out to 50 Cent. Shout out to Patina Miller. Patina Miller, who was playing the hell out of that rock character. And shout out to Joey Badass, who is playing his ass off in um, as unique. And he did a magnificent job last night. And shout out to his album. Make sure you guys download that. Uh, the album is called 2000. And it's straight fire. He just released it. He's been on a promo release. And it's fire. So uh, the description reads for the um, the uh, show, Rock learns she may have a snitch and tasks Marvin with confirming a rumor. Lou brings in a potential new artist, but he and Crown disagree. Cannon helps um, Famous sell mixtapes, jukebox, track down her estranged mother. So yeah, y'all, we about to get into it. Don't forget, you can always hit me up on social media, Facebook, Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews, 13 at gmail.com. You can always email, inbox, or DM me for any requests you might have. I can recap any of your requests with it being a TV show, movie, or a documentary or a music album, or if you just want to hit me up and say what's up, or if you want to hit me up to shout out any of your business, businesses or anything you have going on as well, I would do that free of charge, just showing love back. So um, hit me up. That's how you can get in touch with me. And you can always follow my fire ass playlist on Spotify exclusively. I have every genre. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves and all of those playlists pop up. And your girl got some long range music ears. So on that note, let's get into the show and talk Raising Craning. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. So this episode opens up where it left off at last week. We got Howard and Rock meeting up intensely. And, you know, <clears throat> she like, what can I do for you, detective? <laughs> he like, you know, smoking is bad for you, right? She like, so is police. And if memory serves me right, you're the one who gave me my first square. So we see it's a lot of history that went on with the uh young 16 year old 16 year old rock and how we're back in the day when he was playing undercover 
And, you know, he goes on to say, well, many of my past mistakes and when, you know what I'm saying, I thought I was dead, you know, I saw the light. I saw, I saw God, you know, and I'm going to do everything right. And one thing I do know is that kid, he can't shoot for shit. <laughs> Soon as he say that, Rock looks like she's seen a ghost. Her eyes get big. He walks off and it cuts to the next scene. So we see Kanan and Jukebox. They sitting there watching Coolio, old school movie, emotional movie at the ending. And she kind of teases him because he's sitting there crying all emotional. And she tells him, you know, never lose that side of him, um, you know, because he cares. And <clears throat> we do see in the uh, future how he turned out. So I appreciate that they're showing that he was just a kid at one point, you know, and I'm, you know, can't wait for the, you know, build up to see how him and Juke both turned so cold on how they did when they were adults. So, you know, he, they get teasing each other and start play fighting, you know, it's showing how close they are and how much they love each other. And it makes it even more sadder on how the outcome of their relationship ended with him, you know, killing her in the original power. It kind of like, it just makes it, just so surreal because they were so their family was of course in a drug game but those two right there they were so close <clears throat> so it goes back to the next scene and goes back to howard and rock and she like um yo back in the day i had a lot of i had a gang of admirers anybody could be kane and daddy i don't know and he didn't already did the test when Kanan was bleeding from that fist fight with scrap so he like i know i'm his daddy and i ain't gonna snitch but at the same time, Kanan ain't ready and he not built for this life. Shit, we know the outcome of that. He gets ready for that life. But <clears throat> he goes on to tell her, you know, he messed up by not going to him father to son, man to man in the first place. And no matter what, uh, he going to tell his son that he is daddy. And he also lets her know that um, she has a snitch in her crew. And he goes on to call uh, <clears throat> Scrappy. <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the, uh, one eye Jack gambler. So we know he's talking about Scrappy cause he's seen him in a pre uh, precinct through the last episode, but I believe this was a power move by Howard. It didn't, he didn't go to his officers, his fellow officers, and they didn't tell him actually that Scrap was the snitch. And I don't believe Scrap was the snitch. And we're going to get to that. We're we going to get to Scrappy. Um, wait till I get to that next scene. But all I'm going to say is that was a power move by Detective Power. So <clears throat> Kanan goes over Famous House. And, and he in the bed with somebody. He don't even know her damn name. And Kanan like, what the fuck? I've been gone for three months. You getting high? You, you're messing with white girls? And Famous like, look. A lot can change in, in three months. So Jessica yelling at him and in comes mom and she is pissed off. She like, I didn't told you about having these putas in my house. So she going off mom's, uh, you know, she like, you bringing hoes in here. You're stealing money out of my pocket. You're getting high. Get the fuck out. You, you, you got to go. So she puts his ass out. And the whole time she yelling, going off, the whole time Kanan was nipple pinching him to wake him up, Jessica going off, this bitch still in the bed sleep, not budging a bit, sleeping like she having the best sleep of her life. Like she didn't got it, you know, like Famous must have put it down on her good and they got high before and she not even budging. So it goes to the next scene and we go to anger management class. 
And, you know, Marvin's sitting in there chuckling as, you know, everybody else is, you know, testifying about their triggers that makes them turn angry. He eating them chips of Fritos and, you know, he ain't got a care in the world. And we see the therapist keep looking at him. So we get to Gerald and Gerald, you know, he's his trigger is he hates being ignored. And, you know, the doctor, she, you know, listens to everybody else. And she like, Marvin, what's your triggers? He like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm good. I don't have no triggers. And good old Gerald get upset and in his feelings and he goes off. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have triggers. Now, y'all know I love me some Marvin. Marvin like, I'm ignoring you, Gerald. Now I'm not seeing you either. <laughs> so Gerald jumps up like he was about to do something. Now, if he would have swung on Marvin, he would have got his ass whooped. But the doc, you know, she, she calmed it down, but she kind of liked it what Marvin did. She kind of smiled at him. And told him, you know, next time he will be opening up himself. So uh, the doc and Marvin, they're going to end up messing around. So we get to the next scene. And we got Rock and Juke. They have an emotional moment. Uh, Rock cares a lot for her niece. She's like, you know, the only mother that she really ever had. And, you know, she asked her about her mom. And she like, you know what? Uh, all, the only thing I really remember about Kenya is... She had a beautiful voice, and that's where, you you know, you got that gift from. But everybody not cut out to be a mom, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Juke, like, that ain't no excuse. I can't forgive her for that. And, you know, you know, Rock trying to, you know, build her up, make her feel better. She like, you know, I can't forgive her for that either. She missed out. And, you know, just giving her that love. <clears throat> but at the same time, the way Rock was looking, you could tell something bad happened back in the day to make make her mom leave as well and it's something she's not telling so i can't wait for us to finally see latoya um luckiest character kenya uh and we find out the backstory with her and marvin but i'm imagining that she probably chose her singing first and that's why she went to la so we get into the next scene and we see nicole crazy ass mama at the precinct um, and she got some guy with her who got a connection with the mayor. So we, she, we see she's well connected. She going off, having a temper tantrum, yelling, crying. She gave my daughter drugs. She showed her how to use them. You know, bitch just doing the most. She throws a temper tantrum, but the captain, he holds Burke down while, you know, they're in his office. But as soon as they leave and she goes storming off, he goes off on Burke. Because Burke messed up and put them all in a bad situation because this lady is well connected. So it's going to be pushback from whoever, you know, from her connections with the mayor. It's going to be some type of pushback with that. <clears throat> so we get to the next scene. <clears throat> and Rock tells Marvin and Lulu about Scrappy. They ain't buying it. They ain't buying it. She end up, um, they like Scrap. Mm -mm, he loyal. He took a, you know, he lost the eye. He he didn't bled blood. He he didn't bend down. Mm -mm, scraps too loyal. So she puts Marvin on the job to kind of fill him out. And as they're talking, in walks Warrell. And he's talking about, my mama know I'm here. So if anything happened to me, she know I was here. Boy, what's your mama going to do to Rock and Marvin and Lulu? <laughs> my girl Rock like, look, if we wanted you dead, you would have been dead. So sit the fuck down, nigga. <laughs> so, you know, um, it cuts to the next scene right after that. And we get delusional, homeless, famous. He decides, you know what I'm saying, he ain't got nowhere to go. K 
Canaan and I already told him, like, look, moms don't want nobody living with us but family and Juke already there. So he ain't got nowhere to go. So the only thing he could think about doing is slaying his mixtapes. I mean, it ain't no dope, so ain't a bad idea. So we get to the next scene. And Rock gives her pitch to Aurel. They um she like, look, we own the South Side. Unique, that's a dead end. And she lets him know, like, we know you a good hustler. You can add value to their um to our business. And you know, so they're gonna put him in the 40s. So, you know, him and Lulu had their words, and you know, he likes the sound of what she's saying. And, you know, she playing that game to keep your enemies close. She taking uh, Unique's right-hand man. So she playing a power move right there. So we get into the next scene. And Kanan and Famous, they go to the studio to get the tapes um, so they can, you know, go out there and slay the mixtapes. They holler at Lulu for a minute. Lulu pulls Famous to the side, lets them know, like, look, you need to quit getting high and write some more flows, and I'll give you another chance and put you back in the booth. He even, you know, he even lets him go ahead and take the mixtapes, you know, and don't even really want to cut out of that. So Lulu be looking out. He be looking out. So we go to the bodega. We got our girl Juliana in there. It's our first time seeing her this season. Juliana shows Rock she has a little rat problem. And Rock, like, I got rats all around me, referring to Scrappy. So... Juliana like, look, I don't understand you, Raquel. You got all this money. The money I make, I send it back home to my peoples. They buying houses, you know. You just let yours sit here and get eaten by rats. Rock, she listening to what she's saying, but you know Rock, she gonna play it cool. And she like, call the exterminator, Juliana. She walks out cold as ice as always and has a, you know, a hard stare off with uh, Neek's baby mama and she looks shook. And she also can kind of figure out rock new business in the bodega. So, um, while we go back to the lab, they getting the jumbos ready. And Marvin walks in, you know, to fill Scrappy out. Scrappy in there giving his pitch about how everything got to move to his, to his crew. And he's pissed off. He like, you know what I'm saying, the reason why my eye is gone is because of Warrell. He gives a speech of a lifetime. And I felt him. He like, I done been down with y'all niggas since I was 14, been a soldier, been a hustler, been loyal. And y'all let this nigga who responsible for my eye, and they is responsible for Lulu, Lulu getting caught up in the fire and shot up. Like, y'all let him just come, and y'all y'all size me up for him? So Marvin listened to <laughs> He like, look, where was you at last night, bro? <laughs> so he tells him he was hanging pictures for his cousin, Ebony and Corona. And, you know, Marvin listens. Rock's, uh, Rock ends up actually taking Juliana's advice and goes to meet, uh, meet with the realtor for buying a house in a nice neighborhood. Now, we got a little cocky, condescending realtor in there. Yeah, I know they think we can't afford shit, even though it is dope money. But, bitch, you don't know that. But Rock set her straight, as she should. She like, I'm going to need tax. Um, the last two years of your tax statements, I'm going to need the proof of income. She like, I got that. And I'm paying with cash. So we go into the next scene. And Marvin goes to see, you know, he goes to Corona to see Ebony. And Ebony opened the door. She like, who the hell is you? <laughs> he like, I'm a handyman. I heard you needed some help hanging some pictures up. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, you don't look like no damn handyman. And I don't even talk to my family. And I ain't hung no picture up since Thriller, 1982. 
Marvin like, oh, all right. Well, when that next, you know, MJ album come out, if you need that hung up, let me know. He walk off all fast because now he didn't got the info he needed. And she like, what kind of handyman drive Alexis? <laughs> but, you know, Marvin is still not so sure. So we go into the next scene and Crown and Lulu are listening to Zisa's, uh new demo. Crown, he ain't feeling it. He like, she ain't got it. She ain't talented. It ain't it. Lulu like, look, I'm the one who keep the lights on in the studio. So it is it. Now in walks Cartier Don Freak. Import, export, top of the top guy in the business. All legit money. And he claims Zisa is his, um, he's Zisa's uncle, but she like, no, he ain't. <laughs> but he walks in negotiating. We see him and Lulu go back. Crown ain't feeling him, but they end up working out a deal. Crown did not agree to it, but you know, Lulu is, he's the money man. And they do a single deal, but if she blow up, it's not going to work out in their favor if she decides to lead him. So it's not a good deal. And that's what Crown is trying to tell Lulu, but it's going to probably backfire. It's going to probably backfire because he agreed to it. So it cuts to the next scene, and we see 5-0. They run down on Kanan and Famous. Being typical, you know, harassing and shit, talking shit, antagonizing them, teasing them about being a rapper, um, you know, telling them they can't be out there slanging mixtapes because they don't have a vendor's license. But they let them go and um, kind of throw their tapes around. So we go into the next scene, and Marvin goes to his lawyer complaining about therapy because he thought he was just going to go in, sign in, and dip out. The lawyer like, well, some therapists, you know, doctors, they don't go for that. But he lets him know that Tony, you know, the chick from last season who turned informant, she didn't <laughs> she didn't left town. She didn't got engaged to her an upscale dentist. Typical, typical. Yeah, it is what it is. Typical. When some of them brothers, they go and step out. Oh, if it gets too dangerous, they dip out on you and go right back to where they came from and act like they ain't never knew you. Typical. It is what it is. It happens all the time. So it cuts to the next scene. And Juke gets help from um Burke. Because, you know, her and Burke, they got a good relationship. And she tracks down her mom and uh, gives her the information. Like, you know, she's divorced twice. She was in L.A. She don't have no kids. And Juke like, bet. So she jumped out the car. Burke like, you owe me. But um, I believe <clears throat> it's going to be more to come from her and Burke's relationship. Now, I don't know if it'll be a relationship because I, I think Burke is, a um, you know, likes women as well. So I don't know if it'll be that. But if you just think about it, something made Jukebox grow up to be a cop. Even though she was a dirty cop, something got her in law enforcement. And, you know what I'm saying, it could be that Burke, you know, it don't even have to be like something sexual. It could just be she takes her on as a mentor for everything she's been through because Juke stay away from the hustling. She stay away from that. So, you know, I believe her and Burke will go closer. So we get um, we get to the next scene. And Howard, he's at the precinct with his uh, cop buddy still playing memory loss. You know, the guy is telling him he is hero and shit. Um, but anywho, they're letting him know, like, you know, Unique, his alibi checked out. He got caught on camera, I think, in a, in a line at McDonald's or something. And the only thing they have to go on is a crackhead statement who's seen a kid run by. Now, we know the, <laughs> the smoker that they're talking about from last season. So I don't know if he's going to try to do nothing to him just to keep him quiet to cover up for Kanan. But they let him know that they still going to be on Unique Head because they can. And you know what I'm saying? They believe he knows more. So we go into the next scene. And Rock tells Kanan, like if Howard steps to him, 
he done lost his damn mind. He just some crazy cop and brain just twisted up. And he like, but ma, she like, you good. He don't remember nothing, but his mind messed up and he's saying stuff that don't make sense. Now that's some heartless shit <laughs> because she know how we're going to go probably, you know, step to him and tell him he is daddy. And now she making it seem like he crazy, you know, just, just tell the boy the truth. Um, so we get into the next scene and we go to our boy, unique, 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 hard times, hard times. He's staying with, it. he didn't lost his crew. He didn't got cut off. He's staying with his baby mama, mama. And she fussing like a father provides. All he do is sit up here and eat my food. Now, to be fair, he been locked up for three months. And before that, he was buying her car, sending her and her church buddies to AC, paying all her bills. So, you know, we see how people can change once, you know, the, the water get cut off. But, uh. He go he put, he gives her that pushback and tell her what it is and you know since she walks off so his baby mama she ends up telling him about rock and I'm gonna talk about that at the end of the episode because Unique definitely gonna hit that bodega up <laughs> so we go into the next scene and Marvin tells Rock and Lulu about Scrappy you know he was lying about where he was at he wasn't at his cousin Ebony house but he's not for sure. Now, Lulu don't don't fuck with it. He don't buy it. He likes scrap too loyal. And, you know, and he tells Rock straight up, this time I am not swinging. It won't be me. Now, in my opinion, in my theory, I don't believe Scrappy was the snitch. They had him and his mama in there. So it could have been his mama talking. But I think Scrappy lied because she already told him to stay out of the gambling house. She told him to stay away from them dice games. So I think that's why he lied because he didn't follow rules, but that was his weakness. Except 50 said it when he was near Wayne last episode. Like, you know, that's one thing with somebody with a weakness, they always mess him up each time. Now, if he would have stayed away from the dice games, he wouldn't have got locked up. And, you know, Howard wouldn't even thought that. But Howard might know that he didn't snitch and did that to take one of uh, Rock Loyal Soldier so he can get more over her at that. Like I said, I think that was a chest move by Howard, but I don't think Scrappy snitched. I just think he didn't want to tell them that he was at the dice games and got arrested. And it could be his mama because they had her in there too. So we go into the next scene. And Unique goes to see Dean. He has a run-in with his little security dude at first. Then Dean, you know, goes over there and calms it down. Dean, you know, after Unique gives him his pitch that he um his pitch that he needs him to look out, Dean tells him like, "Look, this is not a you're not a safe investment right now, and you know, not even in the near future." G forty eight, grandmama. The way how he just go back to playing bingo, like you know what I'm saying, nothing ain't happening. He ain't the big man of the city. Cracks me up. But he lets them know, you know, he got people on the inside, too. And they saying that he's still a person of interest. Unique, like, well, maybe that's because I'm interested, inter- interested, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Dean ain't messing with him. Dean ain't messing with him. He storms out. You know, this is church bingo when he's slamming shit and causing up all that chaos. And Dean looking at him like, all right, now, uh, you better calm that temper shit down. <laughs> But it goes into the next scene, and Jessica and Lulu, they get it in one more time. And then she tells them she's moving the next day, 
Crown got her job in LA. Lulu get he gets pissed off. He like that motherfucking crown. And she like, I asked him Lou. So he kicks her out. Now I did hear that this actress got signed to um a new TV show. She just signed a contract. So I'm that might be the uh the reason that they're writing her off this way. So you know she can come back. But that's what I'm hearing. I'm not sure if it's true, but I heard she got put on another television show. So that could be why they're writing her off like this. She could possibly come back. I know um in the original power, the guy who played Lobos, he was so good and everybody loved him. He was a fan favorite. But the reason why he left is because he had he was in another contract as well they had so much more Courtney Kemp was saying for him but um he was in a contract as well so I think that's the reason why they wrote her off and they brought Zisa in and they're kind of you know reminiscent of each other so we go into the next scene and Juke goes to see her mom we see the beautiful Latoya Luckett I'm so happy to see her in this show and you know Juke she kind of just stands back and peeps out the scene and we see Kenya walk out the house and get in the car and leave off so she doesn't really say anything she's peeping out the scene so I cannot wait to see their first interaction because she hasn't seen her since she was a baby so we go into the last two final scenes unique unique I feel bad for unique um he walks into his spot it's been ramshack you know the cops was in there looking for everything and in walks warrell and at first i wasn't sure if warrell was going to play both sides of it but he's been you know unique right hand man for all this time and he actually kept it funky with him he like look shit shit hot out here you ain't the one to be you cut off and i'm trying i gotta get you look the game is the game we gotta keep moving and unique like uh he like oh so now you rock ho so they had some words they had some words and you know unique like all right my brother but unique then lost his connect he didn't lost his crew but this is gonna make this this gonna make him more resilient and he gonna come back strong and when he come back we're real gonna be dead but the guy who he looked out for in prison his dad is somebody that's who probably gonna put unique back on but unique gonna come back strong he he's gonna come back strong so we get to the last scene well no no no. we get one more scene we get an emotional goodbye with jessica and her mom and uh she's telling her mom she'll be back her mom like don't come back ain't nothing here so famous you know he tries to act hard but we can see he is going to miss her he like when i blow up don't come looking for me she like look i want you to blow up so they had a little emotional goodbye and famous walk off because he still put out the house. Now we get, oh my God, we get to the last scene, y'all. Scrappy in the back seat, he geeked up. He like, I knew y'all niggas was gonna come correct. I knew y'all was gonna do right by me. I'm about to have this laugh shit jumping. You know, he is so happy. And Marvin and Lulu, they in the, they are quiet. They ain't saying nothing. They pull up. Scrappy so happy. Like, this is where we gonna be in. Oh shit, we got this in basically. Nigga. You know what I'm saying? Scrappy. Scrappy just so happy. And they walk into that damn warehouse. He's still geeked up. He's still geeked up. Marvin and Lou still quiet. Scrappy looking all around with his little one eye. And all we see is a gun. And then we see Black Widow Rock 
he like he feel that gun he turn around he like no 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 pop <sighs> shit Lulu walks out Marvin starts crying hit the damn square and Rock just standing there cold as ice his scrappy eyes closed he bleeding on the floor we got 50 near rating sometimes it ain't no lesson learned sometimes it ain't just nothing to say so let me just shut the fuck up then all you hear is so you want to be a gangster and that was my recap for raising canaan season two episode two i thought it was a fire episode i give it a 10 out of 10 y'all know i love power book three it's my favorite out of the spinoffs because it's so jamaica queens it's so 90s it's so authentic and it's 50 cent story <laughs> 50 cent telling his own story <laughs> no, i'm just playing but um because unique he remind me of prince from the supreme team like it's just crazy it's so jamaica queens you know but i give it a 10 out of 10 shout out to 50 cent shout out to courtney kemp shout out to the power universe so stay on i'm about to play the trailer for next week and we'll talk about that and i have a sleeper to understand how somebody could just get to a point where they don't want to live anymore. I'm gonna flip it this time, and you pay. We've been hit. It wants to come look for you. You ready to talk? We ready. But I ain't promising all we're gonna do is talk. It's my partner. He's got secrets. What I'm about to tell you is gonna be the craziest thing that you ever heard. Ah, shit. Look like that bodega about to be hit. And we know who behind that. That ain't nobody but Unique. Because his baby mama told him uh, where Rock was coming out of. He hit that bodega. We get a big meetup after that. And it looked like Rock, uh, Rock you know she called. Uh, Kanan probably going to be upset about Scrappy. And it looked like she's saying he did. He offed himself. So, <laughs> I mean, we see the way she shot him. So, hell, who knows. Um. And then it looked like Burke gonna be keeping her eye on Howard and see that he um looked like he you know got some car girls coming in and out. So she gonna be saying he uh, he got secrets. So I cannot wait. Next episode is called Sleeping Dog. So we already know it's gonna be fire. I got a sleeper for you guys. Um, and I'm gonna show some support because this album is fire. You know how they always be like hip hop ain't hip hop no more. Uh, this hip this this new album by Joey Badass is fire. And it puts you in the mind of that 90s. But you know what I'm saying? It sounds so good from start to finish. Um, So let's show some love to Joey Badass. He acted his ass off. Make sure you download it and stream it. It's called 2000. Joey Badass, where I belong. Set like I never left. I'm taking steps to be the best of they lay me the rest. BBS up on my chest, it got the BBS. Ain't no tips on my two door, I want them to see us. Cause if I paid enough, them fuckers better see me coming. I used to drive my mama bucket ride around front. Outside the avenue, building number 3400. I gave this shit my all and nothing, now my bank busted. I'm living plush, new crib, cost a million plus. Six figures on every heart piece to pay. 
hanging up. Uh, little niggas still spending on the obvious. And if you think I'm flexing now, just wait till I be up. And just to sum it up, we shining all year long. When I was coming up, they tried to tell me that was wrong. I had to run it up, and now I'm right where I belong. And for my niggas dead and gone, I gotta carry on. I pray the Lord have mercy on the niggas. So we reminisce, reminisce, it's like it's all we know. Take all the tips and extra tips everywhere we go. Cause I be taking risks every time that I hit, I go. Pray the Lord have mercy on the niggas. So we reminisce, reminisce, it's like it's all we know. Take all the tips and extra tips everywhere we go. Cause I be taking risks every time that I hit, I go. Trying to get my thoughts together. I say your prayer every day, hoping they don't get better. I told to God that not these verses, it's like open letters. I know that nothing really lasts forever, like the past and future don't exist. I know it's now and never focused on the present. No, my presence is a gift. Just so happened to be good at rapping, that would be my niche. I was only like six when my cousin Richie Rich wrote my first verse for me that I would never forget. And since then, I was never known to leave the microphone alone. Often took the long way home just to get those off my dome. Mama blowing up my phone, leave a message at the home. I was getting in my zone, at times I felt so alone. Like I was built to know that you the best, and nobody know. Every punch on the chin check, and the body blowing. Oh, this is the niggas still ain't fucking with me though it never was every time they thought they had me dead i just leveled up they all smart i'm from brooklyn i went brooklyn all day they killed people y'all niggas is killing us and you sucking this world's about money money was all around money just know that all right that was that joey badass i'm talking about the whole album is fire um update on the book i had another meeting friday it went really really good um it's gonna be a little more lengthier time because um you know, guys, I guys want to keep you guys updated. Um, I have to get it copywritten, and that takes more time than I actually thought. But I really did get some good information and um, got some really good advice. So the meeting went well. I cannot wait to share with you guys. I'm telling you, as soon as I hit publish, every Friday, I'm going to start Friday segments. And I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, I would love for you guys to buy it, of course. But, you know, I want to merge the two worlds. So I'm going to start doing like a scripted pod where you know i read it to the first each chapter to you guys and after i'm done kind of do like courtney kempish how she do when she does the power breakdowns after it comes on where i talk about why i wrote the scene this way or what influenced it and then like i'll have sleepers at the end of each pod because when i wrote my book i wrote it I had certain music I listened to that inspired certain things or just you know gave me put me in inspiration mode you know what i'm saying so um, that playlist is up if you guys want to check it out when I tell you to follow my music playlist, but I'm going to play a sleeper off each one. It's going to be really, really, you know, nice to share with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm telling you, I put my all into this. Um, this, this book means so much to me. Uh, one thing that the guy from the publishing office and was telling me, he was like, you, you wrote a lot. <laughs> so, that will take me a little bit of time as well because I wrote so much. He said it's enough for two books. So I'm going to break it up to where it's volume one and volume two. But as you know, I had already told you guys, I had already started outlining 
for my second book to go to this story. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be volume one, volume two, volume three, but I hope you guys enjoy it. But that's just going to push it back a little more. But you know, great things don't come easy. And you know, it's a lot of work into it, but it's okay. We're going to get there. And I can't wait for you to share this with me. And as I get updates and as I'm moving along, I'm going to keep you updated. Shout out to my podcast family and all the support you guys give me. I love you guys. And you know, you guys are dope. So I'm definitely going to keep you updated on everything. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Keep that energy up. Don't let nobody kill your vibe. And I'll be back on next Sunday with our episode three recap, Sleeping Dogs. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you for your support as always. Stay safe. And on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.